Hello and welcome to episode 31. This is the final episode in the series this year. Um, it's, yeah, time for me to take a break. It's been a bloody big year and um, it takes a lot of work to create, produce, make, do all the bits with a podcast <laughs> for those that don't know. And uh, it's my birthday in two days time. So I want to have a bit of a rest. So sorry about that. But uh, I will be coming back thick and fast in the new year with lots of amazing, new, incredible interviewees, um, guests on the show. So yeah, look forward to that. But this week's interview is a little bit different. It's the last one of the year, so I decided to do a bit of a recap. There's um, no special guest today, just me in your lovely ears. And given that the biggest feedback I've had of this podcast is around my voice and listeners sending in requests for me to do a meditation podcast next, I may even give you a bit of a treat at the end if you're lucky. So look out for that. It's been uh, one hell of a year for many of us, and I found that the usual frenetic slide into Christmas is just as bad this year as we try and get a ton of stuff done before we break for the holidays. So I've had a few major events as well these past weeks, and I know that I haven't really had the time to stop and reflect on them. So I thought that why not do that today with you guys and think about 2020, the year that's been, because it's nearly bloody over. And I'm not going to be crass and swear massively right now, but I'm very tempted to. But we're all feeling it. I'm uh, actually coming at you today from my beloved Tassie. I'm down here on the stunning Bruni Island, actually, and I'm currently overlooking bush bushland into the wild ocean that surrounds this place. There's a few wallowies jumping around watching me with interest. I've been here for work this week and it's been uh, yeah, a little nostalgic, I guess, if I'm honest, to get on a plane again. It's been the first time for 10 months and considering a person that's been in tourism for 25 years, I was often on a plane several times a week. So it was a, it was a bit strange, to be honest. And for those that haven't caught a plane for a while, I donned a mask. About 80% of the people had masks on. It was relatively uneventful, quite full actually, uh, which was nice to see for Tassie people visiting. But um, yeah, it was divine to just actually sit around an actual board table with my fellow directors and have a great discussion and debate and banter. You know, just like you just can't do that on Zoom. So um, that's been fabulous. And I just extended my trip over the weekend to explore Bruni and visit some friends here, which has been fabulous. But uh, whilst I keep enjoying the view, I thought I'd give you a recap of the year. It's been big. Uh, it's been gruesome and we've all learnt a lot. So looking back at the last 30 episodes I've recorded since I started the podcast, which I actually started in the height of COVID when I think back then about the concept and stuff. So I thought I'd bundle the interviews into key themes that sort of thread them together and the first one, um, which is probably the biggest category, is around personal growth and or reflection. And it's probably not surprising that uh, there are a lot of topics that my guests raise that could fall under this category. But in saying that, every interview was significantly different. So Shauna Ryan kicked us off in this category as well as the podcast series with the pain of self-growth. And 
she helped us reconnect with ourselves and learn uh, a bit of self-love and empathy. So it's something that we often bestow upon others, but very rarely do we, you know, look after ourselves and actually treat ourselves with the same kindness and care. I loved her quote that I called out. It was, I don't have to be any version of myself except who I want to be. And that was out of some pretty big uh, work that Shauna's done uh, on herself over the years and um, found that by being a little bit kinder, she's come a long way, which is fabulous. Adam uh, Heathcote, then another topic was around overcoming failure. And it was actually, it was my first male interview uh, for the podcast. And it was really interesting to hear a guy that's, you know, been at the height of his career and then had some pretty significant values in business, but then rebuild himself up again. And to share his vulnerability like he did was, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing, actually. It was a beautiful interview. And I really liked Adam's view on how much closer to your true self do you become as a result of experiencing failure. So it's a um, good one if you are giving yourself a bit of a hard time. It's just good good reminders. And I got some beautiful feedback from a, a um, person who used to work for me actually a while ago that just made a bit of a faux pas on a pretty big presentation and um, contacted me and said, it was so good to hear that podcast because it reminded me that it's okay for us to fail and, you know, we can work through it and you can learn from it, which is fabulous. In the same similar vein, I guess, of that, um, Christine Kaur, uh talked with me about facing your fear and I loved her view and she gave some amazing examples of um, some of the things that her clients raise with her and how she really challenges them. It's around asking the questions, you know, what they're scared of, but then asking, you know, the 10, 10 questions after that, but why, what are the things that you're scared of there? What are the next elements? And then you get to the core point that is the, you know, the real kernel of what you're scared of. And often it's pretty bloody minor you know, she really feels that if we could talk more honestly about what scares us and what we're frightened of, that we would make a lot more braver decisions. And I couldn't agree more. The beautiful Seb Robertson then spoke with me about resilience. Seb is a really interesting individual. He's had an incredible background and I love talking to Seb. He's just a really beautiful human and he really believes that, you know, learning from shared experience is fundamental for uh, all of us, for what we do and for how we work together um, into the future. So, you know, learning to be more resilient and to fail a bit in the vein of Adam's discussion, but then, you know, to learn from that um, because the more resilient we are and especially, you know, what we've seen this year, um, we need to be resilient and we need to continue to uh you know, to stand up the next day and think about things differently and brush ourselves off and, you know, really look at what we can learn from those uh, sometimes pretty shitty experiences. The uh, incredible uh, Dom Price, who is an amazing speaker and, uh, you know, really interesting person to talk to. He always has some pretty fascinating ideas on stuff. We talked about impact and he, you know, he wants us to really think about what is your legacy? What is the impact that you want to make on the world? 
And I must admit, it's something I've re-listened to that episode again recently because he said a number of things there that were just fabulous um, to remind myself that, you know, I need to really think about this, you know, coming into the end of the year and into the new year. Um, what do I want to do differently next year? What have I learned? What things can I apply? And, you know, his whole view is around, you know, we're all human, we're fallible, we're imperfect, but we're beautiful as well. And, you know, we shouldn't care around those elements of being imperfect because, you know, that's what makes us human. And, you know, we need to think more about the impact we can make on others, both our communities, on each other and on our own lives. And, uh, yeah, it's a good one to reflect. I think if you haven't listened to that, have a listen before, um, the end of the year, if you get a chance, because, um, good one to do some work. He gives some great tools as well. His 4L process is really interesting and a fabulous thing that he does every quarter. So that's a a good reminder too. Now into uh, another topic under this category, which is vulnerability. And that's come up obviously, um, unsurprisingly, I'd say uh, quite a bit uh, this year. A lot of people have talked about Um, In their episodes, whilst vulnerability wasn't particularly the main topic, there were um, a lot of elements that included that and how, you know, being vulnerable and especially in the year that we've had and the circumstances and the environment that um, it actually helps to connect us more. So this conversation was with Nick Brown and another amazing human. He actually is... um, uh, works with and is associated with uh, Seb as well. So they're, they're just great blokes, really, really lovely guys and feed off each other. I think Nick's whole view around vulnerability was, you know, being vulnerable by sharing stories can reduce stigma and it can really help people get the help that they need. And this is very much in tune with the work that Nick does. He's a CEO of Batia which is an organisation that specialises and helps uh, young people deal with mental health. Um, So fabulous organisation that's doing some really interesting stuff and obviously have had a um, pretty big year. Um, There's been a lot of challenges in that space this year and um, they do beautiful work. So it was really interesting to hear a guy uh, let his guard down and talk so openly about this topic. So it's a fabulous conversation. Nadia Joy talked with me about conditioning and she gave some really interesting examples of how conditioning is affecting many of us and um, it often starts in the home and we often don't even realise, one, that we've been conditioned or two, if we're parents, that we're conditioning our kids. And um, her belief is that she feels all transformation and systemic change starts within the family. Um, so she, uh, you know, is brutally honest. Nadia's a gorgeous human and, uh, you know, really gave some fab examples there of things that we need to be aware of and how uh, we're not always conscious of our own bias, but really great convo. Darren Hill, good mate of mine, does, uh, and I talked about identity and he really broke open, I guess, that whole view of what identity is and you know, it's around a collection of beliefs that we hold about our past, our present and our future. And the real breakthrough for me with our conversation with Daz was around the fact that it's, you know, that sort of stuff is learnt and subjective and we can change it. And so 
again, if you haven't listened to that one, um, it's a really interesting conversation to just reflect on where you are in your stage in life and, you know, how you define yourself and uh, identify. And uh, yeah, he gives some good things to think about there. Then uh, moving on to uh, success, a really great conversation with Luca Parry. Luca is a phenomenal um, educator, a interesting man that's done so many different things. And every time I chat to him, it's such a uh, powerful exchange because uh, we really break open a whole heap of really interesting things. So Luca's conversation was, his topic was around our success is killing us. And I'm not sure if anyone's aware, but I actually throw it to the guests around whatever they want to talk about. So I don't know at all where the conversation is going to go. All our interviews are completely freeballing. It's not rehearsed a bit like this, if you can't tell. Um, But uh, Luca and I went in a whole heap of directions with this. But he really feels that, you know, we're trying to be too successful and our whole definition of success is all a bit screwed up. He feels that we're, you know, we're always obsessed with making it. But making it where, you know, when you when you've got a desire to do something or be something or get somewhere, often when you get there, that's not it. It's like, what's the next thing and where's the next, you know, goal? And so we never quite stop. And um, yeah, it's a good one to reflect on. Really interesting uh, conversation. And the final one in this particular category, as well as uh, actually is the, the last episode, the last person I interviewed uh, for this series was with Carolyn Miller. And it's a very provocative conversation uh, around talent versus success. And Carolyn's belief is that you don't have to be talented to be successful. And she, you know, gave a whole heap of examples of people that are incredibly successful throughout time and are not particularly talented. So it's, it's actually quite an entertaining chat. And, um, her uh, real byline is around, you know, there's all this pressure on being exceptional and we can't by definition all be exceptional. And uh, it's so true and not something I've never really thought about before. But her point is that there's nothing wrong with that. We don't all need to be exceptional and uh, we all just need to be us, which is a beautiful sentiment to leave. The next category that I uh, have put about four episodes into I can't call it anything else than I am woman, hear me roar. (laughs) So these were really unique conversations uh, with four great, beautiful, amazing women and uh, all very strong. And if you've heard the episodes, you will, you know, hear their, um, you know, very decisive, uh, opinionated in in a great way and um, strong voiced women. So the first one was with Kiva Stratton and that was around female sexuality she really, you know, challenged our notion about language and words that are used and how it um, often stifles women's progress in society. So she says that history has this beautiful story of language evolving, uh, words that were once considered okay, but now considered racist or offensive, we no longer use in society because we now recognize that those words are unacceptable. Again, really thought provoking stuff. It's you know, Kiva's a, um, a lawyer. Uh, she has a t-shirt brand that's uh, very provocative and, uh, she likes to challenge people's thinking. So, uh, yeah, it's a good fun episode to listen to. 
Then we switched gears and uh, brought a topic to the podcast that many don't talk about, which was with Mel Kettle, and that was around menopause in the workplace. It was a fascinating conversation, and I learnt actually like so many things from Mel, and I've had so much feedback about this episode as well, um, both from men and women, because some guys have said, oh, I actually recognise some of those symptoms that Mel talked about in my partner, or yeah, so it was uh, really interesting, but Mel taught us that anxiety and depression are the most common symptoms of menopause that most women don't realize. And many find themselves unusually anxious about the most trivial things when they're going through menopause. And again, I've had a number of chats with different mates that have listened to this episode and have said that they didn't recognize that either. And so this is what I love about the podcast medium, you know, you're all listening to this for free. It's a beautiful space for people to share their ideas. And many of these conversations that I'm having with people are helping. It feels good. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great chat if you're interested to learn more about that topic. Amelia Veal then challenged us on things around the gender bullshit barriers. And she feels that we talk about gender inequality, but we avoid the awkward, confronting and uncomfortable areas of the conversation. So she wanted to draw those out. She's done a fair bit of work in this space. And it was a really interesting conversation as we kind of delved into some of those areas and some of the gender biases. And, you know, she says the bullshit barriers that um, she thinks that need to change. So, uh, yeah, good one. Good one for many to listen to. And to finish off this category, the beautiful Carly Lyon, who does some incredible work in the brand space, wanted to talk about the topic of invisible women syndrome. And I've got to say, it's something I'd never heard of before. I didn't know existed until Carly kind of highlighted it and called it out. And I thought, oh, interesting. So her view is that women seem to disappear from view after a certain age. And so much so that it has a name and it's called invisible women syndrome. And it's really around the phenomenon that women over 45 start to disappear off, you know, our television screens. They're not noticeable in public transport. They're looked over at events. And um, she gives a number of examples of um, how this occurs to many of her clients and, you know, how she's captured this. And there's um, quite a bit of documented research in this space as well, which is interesting. So now moving into a category that I can only describe as sort of more of a personal category or quite confronting. And these um, four episodes or five episodes were pretty tough, I've got to say, really different conversations. They were tough for me to have with the guests and uh, many of them, the guests, you know, we we had a really big debrief either before or after because uh, they're quite sensitive topics. And again, I've had a lot of feedback. These have probably been some of my highest rated and listened to episodes. So the first one, uh, which was episode two of the whole series, is with Tina Tower. And if you know Tina Tower, she's probably the most bubbly, effervescent, gorgeous human that you could ever meet. And the topic she wanted to talk about was removing toxic people from your life, something I never (laughs) would have imagined. And interestingly, Tina shared with me that she'd never really spoken about this sort of stuff 
pers- this personal stuff before on a podcast. She'd always done business interviews. So it was a pretty new topic for her to kind of broach as well. And, and we, um, we, I didn't go gently with her. I've got to say we went in thick and hard. But she helped many with breakthrough realizations that you don't have to keep putting up with toxic people in your life, even if they are family. And we often feel compelled and that sense of duty that, you know, they're blood and we've got to put up with these people. But, you know, she gave some incredible stories and, you know, really interesting insight into her own family and her own, her own experience. So yeah, it's a really fascinating conversation and, you know, you control your inner circle. So choose those people that are closest to you wisely. And Tina's, you know, words of wisdom for us is that for many, if they eliminated toxicity out of their life, their lives could be a whole lot simpler and a whole lot more joyous. So wonderful one to reflect on as we go into the break and into the new year. If you haven't listened to it, I'd highly recommend that uh, for those that have people that maybe uh, are sucking too much life or energy out of them, and not giving much in return. So great one to listen to. The next one in this category uh, was with Edwina Simon, and this was probably the toughest interview I've done all season. It was why we suck at condolence, and Edwina and I have had a lot of shared experiences in losing those close to us, and Eddie talked through with me in this conversation, very heartfelt very deep, emotional, and um, yeah, tough for some people to listen to. But uh, she shared her experiences about her and her beautiful husband, Ant, losing their first son, Sebi, uh, when he was 10, 10 months old. And um, it's a really amazing conversation. She's so gracious with how she talks about the whole experience and uh, really trying to help others to, you know, and parents that cope with a loss. She also shares some pretty straightforward feedback really around dealing with grief and those that are helping others um, and, you know, really around supporting those and through condolences. And her view is, you know, if you know someone who is grieving, you don't need to know what to say, but you do need to do something. And she gives some amazing practical advice in this interview. And I'd really recommend you listen to it if you have anyone that you want to support um, that is grieving or, um, you know, really, you're going to probably have to help someone in the future. So um, it's a good one to listen to. Another episode that falls under this category was really interesting and gave a, an amazing perspective on something that we don't often talk about. And that was with Ingelise and her topic was reframing disability. Ingelise has a beautiful uh, daughter, Maya, who has um, Down syndrome. She has a little bit extra. And Ingelise, you know, really feels that we often judge people by what they can do, uh, not, you know, who they are. And it's completely irrelevant. And she really frames everything quite amazing and gives a beautiful perspective as a mother who found out in the, you know, instant hours, I guess, after Maya was born, that she had a little bit extra. And the response from the medical team was, you know, quite horrendous, really, when you think about it. And Ingelise wants people to think differently about this. She doesn't want you know, her daughter to feel less than, um, you know, from the moment she was born and she doesn't want other people that, you know, will go through this in future to have the same view. 
it's a beautiful conversation. Everyone should listen to this. She just gives such an amazing insight into a different world that many of us don't understand enough in my views. So yeah, it's a good one. And in a similar vein, uh, Sharon Collin talked to me about a topic that was parenting challenging kids. And she has a business that she started in order to help families to navigate the world of having children that are a little bit more challenging than others. And she has two children that have ADHD and her husband has ADHD as well. And she says that if you could actually see ADHD, if it was obvious, then the kids would be treated really differently to how they are currently. And uh, she gives, again, a really interesting insight into the things that she has to navigate and what her sons have to navigate and her husband, what he's gone through in this space as well. So ADHD is quite prevalent these days. Um, It's a really good conversation to listen to and to give a um, different perspective on that topic. Moving into the next category where um, these are quite unusual perspectives that people had. And like I said before, everyone chose their own topics. I may have reached out to people that I knew um, that would have something interesting to say, but they picked their topic to talk about. And some of these were challenging topics as well. An unusual perspective to kick off was with Moira Ware, and she talked about eldership and how so much of our identity is tied to our roles and our titles. And Moira has just turned 62 and uh, is in Act 3, as uh, she terms it. And she gives a great perspective of something that I've felt very strongly about for a while, and that is that we don't revere our elders and our talent and, you know, those in our community as much as we should. Um, You know, some communities really do that well, but um, in some nationalities and, you know, societies, a lot of Indigenous um, communities do it so much better than us as, you know, many of us as white Australian um, people. So it's a really great conversation. She um, tackles a number of topics in that and just gives you some really interesting things to think about. Amy and Laura, a beautiful couple from Newcastle, talked about entrepreneurship and the harsh truth around it. They wanted people to understand that self-employment sucks sometimes. You know, no one ever tells you that. They have a complexity of working together as the person that they love as well as the person they're in business with, which, you know, has other complications. And they wanted to, you know, pull the kind of pull the curtains behind and that back door of of um, small business and entrepreneurship and to give people some, you know, some truths about some of the shit that you got to deal with and the 2 a.m. stuff and, you know. There's no one else to do the the um, basic admin work when you're crap at it and all those sort of things. So really great convo to uh, anyone thinking about starting a business, but also those of us that are in small business and um, trying to crack it and, you know, appreciate that, you know, a lot of people are doing it tough and there are similar veins of things that you'll uh, nod your head and, and uh, listen to what the girls talk about, which is great. A dear friend of mine, Mary Dwyer, wanted to talk to me about spirituality in leadership. Fascinating conversation. Mary always comes at things from different angles and this is a ripper of a conversation. She um, wanted to challenge us and say that, you know, vulnerability doesn't mean sharing everything with everyone all the time. And as I talked earlier, where the topic of vulnerability has come up a bit, I'm, I'm sure uh, Brene Brown has a lot to do with that. You know, Mary kind of really challenged that as well and said, you know, there are ways to lead. There are ways to lead, 
you know, with your heart, with your soul and, um, you know, spiritually as well. And she wants us to think a bit differently and to bring more of ourself. And, you know, that I think the younger generation are demanding this. They, you know, they don't like the styles of old. It's not working anymore. And they're certainly talking with their feet and, you know, moving to companies and to roles and things that, uh, you know, where leaders are more open. So a good one to think about and uh, challenge you a little bit if that um, sounds a bit airy-fairy. It's a great conversation and uh, Mary is very commercial. She's an amazing businesswoman actually. So it's, um, yeah, I'd uh, recommend you have a listen to that. Now Adriano then wanted to talk to us about our school system and Adriano believes that our schools are broken here in Australia and He said, imagine if all school leaders had the courage to lead through this crisis instead of simply managing the response. Here, bloody here. Honestly, I mean, that could apply to lots of things, to be honest. (laughs) Business leaders, politicians, wowzers. Quite profound there, Adriano. It's an awesome conversation. It does cover the topic of education predominantly, but he's an amazing thought provoker and thinker, you know, in this space, he does a lot of work in the education sector. So great convo and um, yeah, needs no more introduction. Actually, it's um, a good one. Finbar O'Hanlon uh, <laughs> was always going to be fun. His whole title is purveyor of different and he wanted to talk about embracing different which we did. We covered lots of topics. Finbar always has great examples and really challenges your notion on how you should look at things and how you need to shake stuff up. And he's certainly done that for me, you know, over the years. So his whole um, definition of success is pretty simple. I wake up and I do whatever I want. And therein lies that I am successful, which I really love that. It's so beautiful. And for me, you know, really this year moving into more of a creative space and kind of owning that and embracing that more, I guess, as well, as well as, you know, my corporate stuff that I love. And I still love the cut and thrust of business, but it's been really amazing for me to kind of flex my creativity muscle too. So Finbar really encouraged that. He helped me a lot um, with the wise words that he always gives me. So great combo. The next one I was probably the most nervous about, this conversation with Michael Dixon, another incredible entrepreneurial guy that our conversations could go anywhere and you never know with Michael. But his topic that he wanted to talk about was plant medicine. And I thought, oh, shit, this is a bit of a bit of a tricky conversation. And I did actually talk to my producer. I got her to do some you know, editing of it and give me some advice as well, because, you know, essentially we're talking about narcotics and drugs and things. And it was, um, again, a really thought provoking conversation, but it doesn't go where you probably think it's going to go. It's uh, quite interesting, actually. And his whole view is that he believes that we have a really mixed up relationship in the modern world with control. And so his take on, you know, using Um, microdosing and, you know, certain mushrooms and things that are legal in particular, um, you know, countries and states and stuff that helps to take this, I don't know, less than that control element that we are stifling a lot of our creativity and, um, yeah, it's affecting us. So fascinating perspective, certainly not for everyone, that one, but uh, I loved it. It was just such a great conversation. And 
exactly the type of thing, I guess, that this podcast, you know, what I had dreamt for. It's around, you know, uncomfortable conversations. And that one was uncomfortable for me. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy that one if you choose to listen to it. Prue Chapman wanted to talk about abundance mindset and she's incredibly articulate, always has a beautiful sense of, you know, how to look at things differently. And she talks about our beliefs drive our behavior, um, similar vein to Darren Hill, but um, very different perspective, actually. And she says, if you've got a shitty belief system, then consciously choose to upgrade it to whatever you want it to be. And um, she gave some examples of stuff that she's changed her thinking on and um, and how that's affected her over time. It was really interesting. And I got some great takeouts of that one that I've applied and um, been able to use, which is good. And the final one in this category was with Andre. Andre wanted to talk about convenience and how it's, you know, really challenging us. And, you know, we're ruining our communities, ourselves, our planet, just because of the fact that we're so used to things being convenient. And he wants to challenge us a bit on that space and um, wants us to be more conscious, to buy more consciously, to consume more consciously. But he knows that you can't change anyone's values by telling them that they're wrong. You can only present them with a more set of attractive values that are appealing to them. So Andre uh, gives some thought on how to repackage this for us to think about. It's cool. So the final category is um, the last four episodes. It was probably around bettering ourselves as the, the way I grouped these. And this is kind of where these guests were really encouraging us to have a beginner's and playful mindset, to listen more and to be open to learning new and interesting things. So we kicked off with Kirsty Dumphy and she uh, talked about demystifying money a wonderful conversation around conscious behavior around money and it's so important for all of us right now and she gives a number of great examples of things that we should be doing and looking at differently things like our superannuation um, etc and a good one for you to think about and look at things a little bit differently especially if your finances uh, have taken a hit this year like many of us have so great conversation Julie Trell then encouraged us to bring more play back into our lives. And Julie's view is that play is serious business and play in business is often viewed as a dirty word, but she wants to challenge that notion and how you can use play to actually make your company better and make yourself better at projects that you're working on, etc. And Julie gives some awesome tips and tricks in this space and some great things and tools to use as well if you're um, if you're stuck. So it's a, a good combo, very different topic. Ali Hill, the gorgeous Ali, wanted to talk about the art of questioning. She is the ultimate interviewer, so it was a beautiful conversation to tip the table and, you know, take the mic offer I guess in a way and um, control that space so it was fun really good conversation and her view around you know asking the most incredible beautiful questions is you know often comes from not just asking one but asking the second and third question and that's where you get the real meat you get the real core of what someone's about and what they're really passionate about And she also says that sometimes sitting in the mess of the unknown is the most liberating and powerful thing we can do. 
thoroughly recommend listening to that one. And the final snapshot review for this year, for this season, is of Julie Dempsey, which was called Positive Self-Talk. And Julie highlighted to us that people have around 60,000 thoughts per day. And for many, you know, around 80% of those are negative thoughts. And I was really quite depressed about that, actually. <laughs> if you, uh, horrendous stat to hear and it probably ties into the very first conversation that I had with Shauna which was around us having way more you know empathy for ourselves and around you know self-growth so uh, Julie covered a number of topics she gives some great stats and some really good tools of ways that we can work on that which is uh, wonderful so there you have it if you've made it this far, thank you and well done. This was a uh, fast and furious recap of some of the highlights for me in this series so far. I genuinely hope you've enjoyed the conversations you've listened to in series one. I've learned a lot from it. The conversations have been amazing. They're heartwarming. I love doing the podcast, you know, and it gives me a lot of pleasure that you guys enjoy it too. So I must thank each and every one of my guests to date. They've been so gracious with their time and their unconventional thinking. It's all of them that have made this series so successful. And I can't wait for even more interesting and uncomfortable conversations to come in the new year. So look out for that. I also want to thank my producer, Brianna from Bambi Media. This woman is a superstar and not only makes the series sound amazing, but has given me so much great advice, feedback and suggestions along the way that I just couldn't have done it without her. 31 episodes down and many more to come. Please keep the feedback coming. I love hearing what you think about the conversations, um, what you loved, what you would have liked to hear more of. And of course, if you have a topic that you'd love to hear me cover or you know someone that would be awesome to get on the show, then please let me know. You can DM me on um, line or send me an an email to hello at wabisabiseries.com. And now for your treat. On to that meditation session I promised. Be sure you're in a comfortable seated position with your back straight, head held high. Now close your eyes and imagine you're on top of a beautiful mountain. Breathe in deeply and out. You are the maker of your destiny. Don't ever forget that. Have a magical Christmas and New Year's. And I look forward to returning in the new year to continue to challenge your thinking with unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. Much love and gratitude. Bye for now.